Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, the season has come to an end. The Dodgers got swept by the Diamondbacks in the NLDS. Uh, we will talk about, unfortunately, about all of that. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, some decisions that were made in this game. Mostly we'll probably talk about the fact that the offense just didn't show up the whole series. And uh, while the pitching wasn't great, uh, the offense never really gave anybody a chance. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it's probably just a big group therapy session. It's uh not going to be a happy episode, but we love talking Dodgers with you, and we're going to do it again today and every day this offseason. So let's get started with, I guess, the first Locked On Dodger of the offseason. Let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now. Then you can be an everyday or just like we are. If this is your first time with us, uh, we apologize that uh, you picked such a sad occasion for the first episode, but we'll... Try to make it worth your while anyway. I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. That's why we look so sad. Uh, we've also spent my time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're back by insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And Vince, when back in the 90s, when you were just a, a toddler, I used to joke uh, with my friends that at least the Dodgers loved me enough to not get my hopes up. They just sucked all year. Uh, unlike the Braves, who would get their fans up and then crush their hopes, uh, get their hopes up and then crush them in the, the postseason. And I used to joke that I was glad I was a Dodger fan and not a Braves fan because I never got my hopes up. I didn't really actually believe it then, and I definitely don't believe it now. Uh, I I would much rather be a fan of a team that gets my hopes up and gives me a good season. But I don't remember being this sad in the 90s. Like, oh, it's it's August and the Dodgers are out of it again. Okay, let's move on. You know, but October sadness, it hits different, you know? Yeah, uh, August sadness is really just apathy at that point, I would imagine, whereas October sadness is legitimately a feeling because you do have, like, even in years that you don't think the Dodgers have enough to win the World Series, the fact that they're in the playoffs means that, by definition, they have a chance to win the World Series. And, you know, this year probably encapsulates that a little bit better where, you didn't know if the Dodgers had enough to win the World Series. Uh, we definitely talked ourselves into it. We definitely could see a path to it, uh, which is more based on like what's happened in the postseason in the past for other teams, more so than what's happened in the postseason for the past for the Dodgers specifically. And, you know, we had even talked ourselves. Well, I mean, before the series, we, you know, thought the Dodgers were going to win. We believe they had the better team. And, you know, on paper, they still have a better team. That that's not, uh, you know, a, a 
incorrect. You know, that's not incorrect. But congrats to Dimebacks because they played better. They were the better team this series. And, you know, Dave Roberts said after the game that they, you know, played out, outplayed them in every facet of the game. And really there's there's no argument against that other than even the Dodgers' best offense player, Will Smith, the D-backs offensive, cat, the catcher on the other side uh, was a bit better offensively because his hits put runs on the board. Yeah, I would guess the Dodgers' bullpen, if you – Take out Emmett Sheehan, consider him a, a starter, like a piggybacker. Other than that, I think the Dodgers bullpen maybe slightly outperformed the D-backs bullpen. But, you know, I mean, every Diamondbacks pitcher performed well. Uh, and whether that's because they are facing the Dodgers or the Dodgers sucked because the D-backs pitchers performed well, I don't know. But the fact is, you know, we, we said, uh, you know, you, you uh, are pretty well known around these parts for uh, getting heartburn about the Dodgers offense in October. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, they they lived up to that. And we've said several times, it won't matter what the pitching does if the offense doesn't show up. And the fact is, the Dodgers allowed four runs in each of the last two games. The Dodgers averaged five and a half runs a game all season long. Four runs, and we talked about this all year. If you can hold the other team to four runs, Dodgers are going to win most of the time. And this time, they didn't. They only scored two runs in each of the three games. And, you know, they the, the last two games, they at least, because the, the pitching wasn't quite a, as much of a debacle, they made it close. They got the tying run to the plate. They, they even got the go-ahead run to the plate. Um, but ultimately, like the Dodgers, other than the first three innings, uh, top of the first, second, and third innings uh, in game three was the only at-bats the Dodgers had all series in which they weren't down by multiple runs already. They had three innings of being tied, nothing, nothing. And then, you know, the, the rest of the series, they were down by multiple runs. They were always trying to come from behind and, and it didn't happen. And, you know, we, we've talked about Mookie and Freddie needing to set the tone and they did set the tone, but uh, not in the way we had been hoping for. Yeah. And, you know, there there's, we talked about it before, like the Dodgers pitching we knew was was not quite where it needed to be or what wasn't quite up to par even compared to what they've had in years past. But the way this team won this season was scoring runs, you know, putting up all those runs. And that's why in a normal season of normal Dodger pitching of what we're used to, you know, saying, oh, all they need to do is not allow more than four runs and they should win the game. Like we were used to, oh, yeah, only a couple runs and, you know, the Dodgers – could win, you know, maybe even their offense wasn't ready, but they would win three, two or stuff like that. This year was a little bit different where they need the offense and you know what it came down to. And, and, and this is really what it was with this Dodger team was Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. They were MVP can, they're going to finish probably two and three in MVP voting in the national league. And they had one hit in this series. And if you take away Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman from this team, over the course of the whole season, this team doesn't make the playoffs. They might not even be 500. And that's really what they look like these last three games is a team that can't really compete with the team that's actually good. Yeah. And, and, you know, Mookie struggled the whole last month of the season. And we we crossed our fingers and hoped that he would get past it in the postseason. Freddie struggled the last week or two of the season. You know, he was – he never even did get to the 60 doubles. But the fact – I mean, he had 59 doubles. He had – 29 home runs. Like they had great seasons. Like you said, they're going to finish two, three or two, four in the MVP voting. Dave Roberts is going to win manager of the year. 
And that's going to be a month from now when they announce those awards and people are going to scoff because they'll forget that those awards are voted on based on the regular season. Those votes have already been submitted before this series even started. Um, And yeah, they just, it didn't happen. And, you know, there's, we're, we're going to have all off season to talk about why that might've been, Uh, you know, I, I, I'm seeing this stuff on social media already. uh, And I'm not going to tell anybody how to process their favorite team getting eliminated from the postseason. And so uh, for the most part, I don't think we'll get too much into that this episode. We will talk a little bit about specifically game three, some of the decisions they made or were forced into making or whatever. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll take a break real quick and we'll come back and talk about that stuff. Going to read an ad. Don't hold the, this Dodgers loss against our sponsors. They're still really good sponsors. And so uh Yeah, we will be back, so please keep it locked on, Dodgers. Postseason baseball is here uh, for some teams. For us, baseball season's over, but luckily there's other sports if you care about those things. Uh, And you can get in on daily fantasy sports with Sleeper, and you can have a chance to get 100 times your cash in your daily fantasy sports. You know, baseball is still exciting for some teams. Uh, You may... Uh, be rooting for Corey Seager and the Rangers and want to get in on that, or you may be done and you just want to turn your attention to the NFL or the NBA. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is with the Sleeper app, you can pick more or less on stats for players. And uh, if you're right, you make money. It's fantasy sports with a chance to make money, and you can get up to 100 times your payout, uh, get your picks right, and you can win big. And if you use promo code Locked On, you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, so just see sleep, Sleeper's terms of use for details and check out the Sleeper app today. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Um, we will be with you every weekday throughout the postseason, uh, or the postseason. Man, I... My brain isn't ready to accept that the postseason's over. Well, You're, technically the postseason. No, the postseason's we'll, over, Vince. We'll be with you. It's the offseason, yeah. Uh, while, while those other teams are playing in the postseason, we may even talk about some of those games, but uh, we'll be with you all offseason too. We we talk Dodgers year-round with you. It'll obviously be a little bit different, not having games to talk about every day, but there's plenty of stuff going on in the offseason. Looking back on this past season, looking forward to the next season, looking at free agency, awards, all that stuff. So we'll be with you all off season. Um, I guess I won't remind you to check out the Dodgers on Sirius XM. I mean, that'll come in handy again, come March, but uh, for now, you know, you can still listen to this podcast on the, on the SXM app by searching for locked on Dodgers. And if you are watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. Uh, again, just fair warning. I probably won't interact a lot. Uh, I, I'm not saying don't be angry and negative because I know that's how uh, some of you want to uh, process this. I won't interact with with that just because uh, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be mad at other Dodger fans. I'm mad enough at the Dodgers right now. So, uh, you know, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. This game, Vince, um, you know, I guess the biggest question mark was Ryan Pepio didn't get in the game. Uh, he was very good after he came back from his injury this year. And. We, I haven't seen any, uh, I haven't been following since we started recording. I, I don't know if anybody has asked Dave Roberts about Pepio, but uh, it was at least kind of interesting. Like we, we've talked about 
Pepio or Lynn to start. Like we were thinking this was going to be a piggyback game. Lance Lynn, Ryan Pepio. Uh, if the offense had shown up, it was easy to picture Lynn and Pepio taking down the whole nine innings, you know, and, and just so that they could have the full bullpen uh, tomorrow for Kershaw's game four. Um, but, you know, Lynn imploded in the third inning and they went to Caleb Ferguson and then they went to other people and other people and other people. And in the end, Ryan Pepio ended up being the only pitcher on the Dodgers roster who didn't pitch in this series, which was kind of interesting, if nothing else, huh? I mean, arguably one of your top three pitchers since he came back from injury, maybe even top two, you know, just based on how he looked. And, you know, I can understand giving Lancelin the start. I don't have any qualms with giving him the start. What I do have qualms with is you cut bait as soon as there's an issue. And one home run, maybe not. Two home runs, that's it. You cut bait right there. You know, even if whoever you bring in gives up home runs, that's fine. But, you know, Dave Roberts said that they had guys ready, which they weren't ready to pitch. They might have been stretching, but they weren't ready to pitch. Uh, that he thought Lynn could get through that stretch of righties right there. And that's why he didn't bring in Ferguson earlier and blah, blah, blah. And to me, it's just like, you know, the way you manage game two, where Miller came out, you know, for obviously he gave up three runs in the first, but then signed a trouble in the next inning like you were done with him. I feel like it should have been the same here. And, and you know, regardless, we don't know what would have happened, you know, if he pulls him out after two homers, after one homer, after three homers, whatever the case. I, you know, maybe the, you know, playing from down four runs is a lot different than playing from down, you know, two runs, three runs, even though they had opportunities to get those runs. But to me, it's just like, you know, the D-backs had somebody ready the instant Brandon fought, you know, I ran into issues and he, obviously he has some huge splits in between second and third time through a lineup. But I feel like if you manage the game two, like game seven, you you kind of mentioned the fact that you're going to manage just like a game seven. I don't think Lance Lynn should have been given the leash of four runs. Yeah. And I see that the problem for me was the first two homers were back to back. And so it's like, He's Lance Lynn. You're not going to pull him after one homer. And and I don't think you're really even going to get somebody warming up after one home run. Like when you made the decision to pitch Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn, you told your offense, hey, guys, we're going to need a few runs because Lynn's going to give up a home run or two, you know. Um, so after the first home run and and I think I wasn't paying super close attention as far as like when they showed the bullpen, but I would assume that Ferguson got up around the time after Marte's second, you know, the second home run, the back-to-back homer. And at that point, it's like, you know, I guess they could have pulled Lynn. Uh, I assume Ferguson was ready by the time uh, they were going to the replay review on, on Marino's first home run. (laughs) Um, But do you really like Caleb Ferguson as Gabriel Marino? Like, you know, it's probably not the matchup you're looking for. So, yeah, I, I I think I mostly agree with you that I wouldn't have let him. I would have tried to get him out of there after the third home run. I don't think it would have been realistic to get him out after two, um, unless you, in that second inning, when he did get into a jam and had to get out of it, if you started thinking then, okay, you know what, we're starting to see the wheels come off. And I think that's where, I think Brandon fought, it was pretty clear that he, while he was getting out, he wasn't, like he got two swings and misses. Uh, those are like, J.D. Martinez and Max Muncie, uh, one ended an inning and then leading off the next inning, back-to-back strikeouts. That was the only two swings and misses he got, I think. 
And so like, it, it was pretty clear that fought wasn't long for the game. Whereas Lynn, it's like, well, he's Lance Lynn. This is kind of what we expected. He's going to, you know, give us some hits. He's going to give up a couple home runs and we're hopefully the offense will score four or five runs for us. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I probably would have yanked him after three innings, but then it's like, well, do you get somebody other than Ferguson warming up, you know? And it's, yeah. And, and maybe that's what they needed to do is go double barrel in the bullpen. So you have a righty and a lefty and you can go batter by batter. Um, but when you are thinking about taking out your pitcher in the third inning, you know, the, the prospect of burning a reliever and not being able to use him because he warmed up and didn't come in in the third, you know, that could have come back to bite him. But, you know, ultimately, you know, like, like, like you said, the Dodgers scored two runs, you know, so uh, it probably didn't matter, but yeah, it's a different mindset when you are down by like when they scored two runs, if it had been three to two at that point, it's a little bit different. You don't, you know, I, yeah, I guess maybe that, that leads into our other talk was that when it was three to two and they had two runners on or four to two and they had two runners on, they had to pinch hit for David Peralta with Austin Barnes. I, I don't know if had to is the right phrase. They've used Peralta against lefties throughout the season, but Peralta has been bad for a couple months now. And uh, he was, you know, he was just a ground out the second machine tonight and all in all, like, yeah, Barnes probably did give them a better chance than Peralta did. Uh, I might've even gone with Outman, even though Outman obviously was terrible in the series. Um, you know, at least better chance of running into one and hitting a home run than Austin Barnes probably. But Barnes, it's not crazy to think that Barnes could have come up with a big clutch hit there, right? No, it's not crazy to think. But for me, the issue after the fact became more about Austin Barnes than the decision to put in Austin Barnes. You're Austin Barnes. You're not a good hitter. And you're swinging at the first pitch, which isn't up in the zone. So, like, what were you expecting to do up there? It, it, like, what was your thought process? What were you expecting to do? If you're going to swing first pitch on a new pitcher and with two-out rally and everything in that in that sense, the ball needs to start at your chest. It's if it doesn't start at, you can drive to a gap or down the line. Yeah. If it doesn't start at your chest, you don't even move, take the bat off your shoulder. And that bat started, you know, maybe at his stomach or lower and went even lower because it was a sinker and it was just a weak ground ball to third base. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was bad hitting and, you know, Barnes, I don't think it had an at bat in two weeks almost. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, Barnes is usually a little bit more patient than that. You can at least count on him to work a good at bat or something. Uh, that definitely didn't happen there. So it definitely uh, fizzled that rally pretty quickly. And I think it was, you know, it's easy to point out this when they didn't score and when, you know, guys struck out in key situations, but, from what we've seen on the Dodgers a lot, you know, not just this season, but in years past is the past the buck mentality. And, you know, sometimes we've maybe been critical of it in certain situations, but you know, Barnes, that inning, the inning where, where Colton Wong let off with the walk, the pitcher didn't throw one strike four ball walk. And then, you know, Mookie Betts, he did throw two strikes to Mookie Betts, two actual strikes. So it's hard to fault that, but, he didn't, I don't, he might have thrown one strike to Freddie. Uh, definitely didn't throw three strikes to Freddie. And he didn't throw any strikes to JD Martinez. And if they had just not swung that inning, they might have scored a run just based on the pitches we saw. Now, obviously, they, the guy would have, could have figured it out. I don't even know who really were the guy, Brian Kevin Ginkle. or Kevin Ginkle. Obviously, he could have figured it out and, and, you know, buttoned up. Once he got the three balls, maybe, you know, buttoned up, thrown some strikes, whatever the case is. 
but the just what they were swinging at just you know the patience wasn't there and early in the game i can understand it's a young pitcher you know brendan fought they've gotten to him before uh he wasn't that great in his last postseason start but they were swinging often early and often and it didn't lead to much hard contact maybe some solid contact not really a lot of hard contact and i think they just played themselves out of their comfort a little bit by swinging a lot more than just trying to trap past the buck and i can understand that makes sense but also you know that's what the way they played all season yeah and, and they're they're human beings you know and mookie and freddie know that the offense depends on them and they each come up representing the tying run and it's natural to want to to do something you know but yeah it's uh uh, it's rough. I guess let's take another break. We'll come back and we will continue this group therapy session. Plenty more to talk about today and in future days. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought, brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. I have a wife with three kids. We try to be as prepared as possible for emergencies, but medicine has always been a concern of mine. And Jace Medical is a solution. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. I did it a few weeks ago. It was quick and painless, just a few minutes, a follow-up email from a local doctor, licensed to prescribe medicine in my state, and boom, I was done. I got my case of five standard antibiotics just a couple days later. Now they're in our 72-hour kit that we always keep ready. Then uh, they send you the prescriptions from their one of their partner pharmacies uh, to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be fill, filled, mailed directly to your home. And not only this, you can send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. And now you can get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, we are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. We really do love talking Dodgers with you. Obviously, it's not quite as fun tonight, but hopefully it's therapeutic on some level. Um, I guess the good news is it's Christmas season now. Um, for those of you who don't know, according to the Jeff Snyder calendar, the four seasons are spring training, baseball season, Christmas season, and January. So as soon as the Dodgers are done playing baseball, it's officially Christmas season. So sorry, Halloween, uh, you fall in Christmas season this year. So uh, other than that, though, I wasn't ready for Christmas season quite this early. It's October 11th as we're recording this. This kind of sucks, right, Vince? Yeah, uh, especially, you know, last year they lost in the NLDS, but game one of the NLDS was on October 11th uh, last year, just you know, the lockout. And then this year, October 11th, the season is over. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, thinking about it, I don't know. I think I've become a little bit jaded and not just because of Dodgers, like just based on like what my job is and everything else. And like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent Dodger focused. Like when I go to games as media, you know, I'm not you know, really, really supposed to cheer and all that kind of stuff. So it, it does, it feels different to me this year. And it's not, I don't even think it's a matter of, I didn't think they expected them to win or anything. Like I expected them to win this series. I expected them to 
put up a series uh, in the next series against whoever they played and, you know, maybe win depending how things went and just, it never went right. Like it, it, you know, last year with the Padres, they won the first game, you know, the other games were kind of close and, you know, they had chances, but this year they, I mean, they were never within what more than two runs that, you know, they, they had the tying run and go ahead runs at the plate and maybe on the bases at certain points of the game. But they were never really in it, you know, other than the fact that they were technically in it based on the number of people that were on base or at the plate. Yeah, when the Dodgers have lost in the division series, uh, there's always been things that you could point to, like, oh, if that had just gone different. You know, in 2014, there was, you know, the the games that never happened, you know, the uh, game one where Kershaw had that seventh inning and then the home run to Fat Adams later in the in the series um, you know, it's easy to look back and say, oh, that shouldn't have happened. And 2019, like Kershaw shouldn't have been in that game. The Dodgers should have won game five of the 2019 NLDS. And last year, like last year was maybe the worst. Cause like if the umpire gets the strike call, right, then Max Muncy's playing deeper at third base. So Hassan Kim's double down the line is a ground out like, like inches or, you know, or even like I've talked about before, if Will Smith's line drive right at jerks and Profar instead of being a sack fly, if it's 15 feet to the left and it's a three run double, the Dodgers win the series, probably, you know, like game of inches, this series, like there was nothing like you could point it. Well, if this had gone different, they might've had a chance to get back in the game, but there was no, this moment, if this moment had been different, they would have won the series. And, And it actually got me thinking about the 2020 NLCS because if Will Smith doesn't hit that home run off Will Smith, the Dodgers lose game five. They lose that NLCS in five games and they go down with the whimper. And instead, Will Smith did hit that home run and the Dodgers win the next game and the next game too. And then they go on to win the World Series. But I would guess if pitcher Will Smith throws that exact pitch to hitter Will Smith a hundred times, I would guess hitter Will Smith hits a home run, what, five times? Like it, it's not, it wasn't a bad pitch. It wasn't like, and it's that much. And in 2020, the game of inches worked for us. In 2020, in Game Seven of the NLCS, uh, that terrible base running play by Austin Riley and and Dansby Swanson, where Justin Turner ends up getting a double play on that, totally turned that game around. And you know, like Game of Inches, and it's gone in our favor sometimes, and it hasn't gone in our favor sometimes. This series, though, it wasn't even a Game of Inches; it was just a game of man, what three crappy games. Yeah, I guess the closest thing you could do is Chris Taylor's ball late in the game, which was a home would have been a homer in 22 of 30 ballparks. But even then, like that ties the game and that even if they go on to win, you know, last night that you still have to win two more. Like it, it wasn't a series changer. It was a potential series changer. Uh, you know, not one that directly impacts the series in that moment. Uh, it would have been one that had to be followed up by a couple more wins. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one of the the thing that was like just annoying was, and obviously we've talked about Mookie and Freddie, and but like they weren't even close to hitting home runs or any. Like JD Martinez hit a home run, and then you know Chris Taylor's was close, but like there wasn't even deep fly ball. Like there was in game one, Freddie had one, one in in this yeah. game, game three, a yeah. deep fly out to left. But but even then, it, you know, it it was never like a oh man this, and then even when they got runners on base, like. When the situations did come up, you know, Colton Wong was batting, Austin Barnes was batting, 
you know, that might be conversation. You know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Like if you if you listen to today's episode and think about, oh, they didn't talk about this, they didn't talk about that. We're gonna talk about it more than likely. And if you have something that you think we might not talk about, definitely send it our way. Like, you know, we know Fire Dave Roberts is something that a lot of people are thinking. We're gonna talk about that. You know, we know that the roster construction and you know anything in of that nature is a topic of conversation. We're gonna talk about that. Like Michael Bush, you know, should he be should he have been given more of a shot? Should he have been on the roster? You know, things like that. Does he give them a better chance offensively? Uh, you know, different things of that nature. Pitching, you know, we can revisit the deadline as many times as we want. And, you know, maybe that's something we do do. But other of all the pitchers trade at the deadline, like Jordan Montgomery is the only one that did anything relevant. Um, you know, we can go back all the way to the offseason and, you know, maybe maybe Nate Yovaldi is a name that, you know, we might want to consider. But, again, that's all after the fact of him pitching well in the postseason. Which and he has been in Dustin Man, Tony Gonsolin, and Julio, and everybody yeah. else weren't here for us. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff to get into. It sucks. You know, uh, you know, I, I think I put out a tweet about that's crazy or someone the game ended and someone put, you know, no, it's not. We're used to this or whatever, but we're not used to getting swept. Yeah. If the Dodgers of the 90s, I was used to seeing the Dodgers get swept as a kid, uh, but not since 2006 have they been swept. And you know, it's not and, like, it's not yeah. Fun. And the fact is, like, the Dodgers won the World Series three years ago. The year after that, they beat the team with the best record in baseball in the NLDS. Then they ran out of gas in the NLCS, partly because Kershaw and Muncie both got hurt the last week in the season. You know, they lost the World Series in 2017 and 2018. Like, losing in the first round, it feels like the narrative is that the Dodgers always choke you know, and it's, they're just terrible in October. But the fact is that's only true. If history started last year, like 2021 Dodgers, like they weren't terrible in the off season. And even the series they lost to the Braves, like there were at least two come from behind wins for the Braves. It's like the Dodgers were in those games in the NLCS, you know, had a chance to go to the world series there. Like it was, yeah, it's really the, having these two series in back-to-back years, I think is, maybe warping people's view of history or at least like giving it more of a sense of helplessness. Like it's never going to change. This is how it is now. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, we all process things differently and it sucks for all of us. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like I said, we're going to talk about it these last two years. Is there a need for some kind of change philosophically? Uh, I feel like we talked about it last year. We'll talk about it again this year. So. Yep. And, and we'll probably all disagree on things and that's Okay. We all come from the same place of loving the Dodgers. We want the Dodgers to be successful, and we all have some of the same ideas and some different ideas on how that's best accomplished. So we will get into all of that, but not tonight because we are done for tonight. You got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Thank you, fans. Uh, you know, I mean, we appreciate you guys. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. But, uh, you know, it is different talking regular season. We might lose some of you, maybe. I hope we don't. Uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about this offseason. And I uh, hope you guys stick around for it. I hope so, too. I did wipe my eye once, and I'm doing it again. It is watering. I don't think I'm crying, but my eyes are watering. So, you know, I, maybe I don't know what crying is. But uh, anyway, that'll do it for today. We, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you for making Locked on Dodge your first listen every weekday morning. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. DMs are open in all of those places. Uh, thank you, especially to our everydayers for making us your first listen. 
if you're an everydayer and you have friends or family who you think might like the show, please tell them about it. You can email us at lockedondodgers at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.